It's the Esports Connected podcast, where we welcome members of the Esports Trade Association to share their experiences in the world of esports and gaming. I'm your host, Megan Van Petten. Freddie Halstead, a big welcome to the Esports Trade Association and your first podcast with us, Esports Connected. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, ma'am. I'm very much looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. We're, I'm so excited to have you. And I talked to the team about what you're doing and you have really paved your way through the esports space, I must say. Yeah, it's it's really kind of an interesting journey. And it's funny because if you would have asked me a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I would have said, okay, esports, I've seen that on the ESPN app, but what is that again? And now... I, I I love it. I love everything about it. And I can't wait to, to help get kids involved. Isn't that great? So tell us about Techie Factory. Yeah, Techie Factory. My wife and I, after we met teaching school, actually, we, we opened and owned some mathnasium, math tutoring franchises, and really loved franchising in general. And and so we started looking around at, at what was new and different in, in kind of the kids' space. And and found coding to be really interesting. And, and we looked into a, a local place here in Dallas called Techie Factory. And they were doing something interesting where they weren't focused as heavily on just coding and programming, but had some some different stuff. And in fact, I think kind of the only thing related to esports, they had a, a fortnight uh, parents night out. But but yeah, they had video and editing and make your own YouTube channel and some really interesting stuff. and. Ended up talking to the owner and and we we bought it a couple of years ago with the express uh, purpose of franchising because we think that all the kids in Dallas have been really fortunate to have the opportunity to to come to Techie Factory and we thought we'd take it out to the broader country. Isn't that great? So you're not new to the franchise. You understand it quite well. What makes this different? Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a, a big competitor out there that has opened a lot of, of locations and so a lot of territories, and, and there are several other kind of smaller outfits, that, and they're all doing a fine job. But we have found both through what we're doing and, and through a lot of research that as much as parents do think it's important for their kids to learn coding, it's not a really smart guy. told me last week. He said, it's not like piano lessons. Parents aren't going to fill up the joint because they really want their kids and think their kids need to learn this. It's, it's not as important as a lot of other things. And so, you know, what we're doing is really bringing into that coding, which again is important, a lot of other options. And, and so our goal is always to have a kid come in and learn DJ or, you know, Lego robotics or make your own YouTube channel and then also do, do some coding. And what we've done here more recently in the past eight, 10 months is, is add kind of some esports components and realizing that, that it's the next big thing that as much as, you know, me personally as a kid would have been more likely to gravitate to being outside and on my bike all day, kids today are different. And a lot of them want to engage socially, competitively with their friends and their peers, and they do that through video games. And so 
really taking advantage of that, unlike our other, you know, our competitors and, and really getting in on the ground floor of that and, and think it will be a majority of our business in the near future. So tell me, why esports? Um, you know, and there are some folks that, that have all the stats all together, but we just know from the kids that we service here in Dallas and, and from all the articles and the research and all the great people in the association that I've met, kids, you know, we inherently know this, the kids love playing video games. They have since I was a kid, but it's really just, it's not just playing video games anymore. It is, this is where they meet socially. This is where they feel comfortable competing with one another. There are millions of kids out there that don't play traditional sports, that don't have a big interest in traditional sports and, and giving them an outlet in this case, kind of gaming esports is really important. We will have at each techie factory, you know, all the local junior highs and, and the local upper elementary kind of fifth and sixth grade kids coming in and they'll have teams and they'll compete against one another and, and other kids from other techie factories around the country. But esports is just an outlet, very much like traditional sports and a lot of other things that kids are gravitating to more and more. And, and so we just want to, you know, obviously take take advantage of that from a business perspective, but really, you know, my thing is, is all about helping kids. It's all I've done for the past 20 some odd years and giving them a place to, to do this if they're not into traditional sports and they want to learn all the great values associated with sports. And so, yeah, so we want to give them that, that opportunity. Great. So why did you become a member of the Esports Trade Association? Well, as I said, I, you know, Techie Factory is is going to be heavily involved in esports and that's only going to get bigger. And so there's really only one option if you want to really be in that community. And, and that's the Esports Trade Association. There, there just isn't anything like it. And the opportunities I've already had to, to meet different people involved in esports, but very different from what I'm doing has, has been great. And I look for those relationships to continue and, and for us to be able to help each other. And yeah, I want to help grow the industry, but I, from my perspective, I want to help it make it more kid-friendly. And there are certainly people doing that, but I, yeah, I want to help them and help the association not just be focused on, you know, the, the, professional gamers, but but realize that there's tens of millions of other folks who aren't and won't ever be a professional gamer and, and they want to be involved in esports and and yeah, so I want to help that. So your daughter's seven. Mm-hmm. I can think I was probably around 12 when I got my first video game. And at that time, well in my home, it wasn't wrong to play. There, it, there's, it's gone through this evolution, where you know. So when when we played, it was just a. To be straight, it was an in-home activity, probably more in the earlier morning or in before bed, because it was what we did. Kind of be, sunrise and sunset was our our curfews, and I'm seeing that. You know, I'm, I'm just seeing in my head if summer was a time 
that we played. And it was, it was like along the lines of watching television to be, you know, that, that was the activity. It was just a recreational activity. What is it for your daughter now? She goes back and forth. She'll, she'll spend two weeks where she doesn't want to play any video games at all. And hers is all on her iPad, which is one of the things that we're doing at Techie Factory, making sure that we're, you know, very aware of the mobile aspect of the whole thing. But that's where she likes to play. And, and so it's on her iPad and, you know, she'll go a week or two without playing. And then she wants to play all the time as much as we'll let her. But I think we're very much in the vein of your parents where if, if as a general rule, she might be relaxing and watching some TV and just getting some downtime as opposed to playing. Well, yeah, that's totally fine. If she wanted to sit there and play for eight hours on a Saturday, no, you know, she needs to, she needs balance. And so she's going to need to run around and, and climb a tree or two, which she loves. And, and yeah, so that's how we do it. So for her, it just, yeah, it depends on what kind of mood she's in. She, yeah, you never know with that kid. Okay. So same old, same old, just a healthy recreational and can be more or less. So let's talk a little bit more about Techie Factory. This is a franchise that people have the opportunity to purchase. They do. Um, we we have taken what what I have learned and, and my, my partner's friends have learned through franchising and, and kid kid-oriented businesses in particular. And so our franchises are entire school districts because what we found is that the opportunity to market to a school district and be very kind of hyper-focused on that marketing is a lot easier than trying to figure out, well, do I, I put money into social media? Do I put most of my money in PPC? Where does that go? Well, you get involved with the schools and, and obviously there are opportunities to to help them raise money and then pay to sponsor a carnival or whatever. But then there are those opportunities to come to a free to, yeah, to a PTA meeting for free and bring, bring some Starbucks. There are the opportunities to get in front of parents and, and, and really get involved in the schools. And, you know, we've created a nonprofit kind of to go along with Techie Factory called Techie Factory Promise. And we're going to be raising money here corporately to, let those franchisees go out and not only have kids that can afford their services in their community, but, but some kids that couldn't. And so we want to be really good partners with the school districts and except for the rare seven, eight percent of school districts that will have to be split up because they're just too darn many kids or it's too spread out. We are going to, yeah, have school districts as, as that main focus, which really helps marketing and everything else. Okay. So what makes this franchise attractive to purchase? Can you, I mean, I know you're a, a franchise guru. So, it, you know, if I were to go to a franchise expo and we're eliminating that because people here watching this show probably want to be in esports. So why your franchise? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of it is esports, which is there are some smaller companies that that have some somewhat of an esports component, but it's it's nothing like we're going to do. And and so I think we could go to an esports expo or a franchising expo with very much the same message because 
I have had more than one really smart person in the space make mention of the fact that there's a really good chance that in a couple of years, we're kind of an esports almost club league. If you look at the, you know, several hundred thousand kids that play soccer in North Texas, uh, and they're all on club teams, select teams. And, and they're, what we're going to do is really try and get involved in that and, and have those teams be housed out of techie factories. And then through some of the other stuff we're doing, we're creating the opportunity for those kids to compete against one another. And there are plenty of great options in the Esports Trade Association of folks that are doing the same. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're wholeheartedly different. And whether it's the digital creation, the kids can come in and learn to DJ, which is all software-based now. Love it. That is interesting. Yeah. And, and our, our three pillars at Techie Factory are kind of number one, engineering, and that's your coding and your robotics and your more academic topics. Uh, I think some of my friends who, who love art might, might disagree, and yet that's how we're going to frame it. And then digital creation, which is our art and animation and music, whether it's DJ or music production our video production, and then it's gaming and esports. And and in that pillar, it's not just gaming, it's not just esports, but we have a lab about shoutcasting. We have labs about gaming. We have production involved with that. And then we have things, you know, like graphic design, which can go in kind of all three. But those are our three pillars, and that's really what makes us different. We're not, yeah, we're not a, a coding joint as much as we are a digital creation, gaming, and coding joint. And created by teachers. Y- yes. And, and again, you know, the fact that, that it's project-based, the fact that pedagogy, that teaching, and the really important aspects involved with, with teaching and how to teach, are, those are all very important components of what we do. And, and that starts with our training. Our franchisees, they don't need to be coders. They don't need to be musicians or, or, or professional gamers. We will teach them that. And their instructors in particular will, will go through their first course will be pedagogy, will be how to teach, how to, to successfully reach kids and, and help them. And then we'll go into to some of the specifics of, of what their class or, or campus. Franchising is a different animal. And so Invariably, as we talk to potential franchisees every day, they all want to know exactly what I wanted to know nearly 10 years ago. How am I going to make money? How much money am I going to make? What's my, what's my break even? And the problem is in franchising, you're legally not allowed to say. They're very specific national regulations as far as what you can and can't say. And a lot of that information is in our FDD, our franchise disclosure document. But then a lot of it still isn't. And franchising is a really weird animal in that there's a very specific order you have to do things. I can't just send you the FDD today. And then once you get it, we're not allowed to talk to you for a week at all. There's not allowed to be any communication as you have the opportunity to, to look at it and, and really delve in and, and get an attorney if, if, you, if you want to. And you probably should. But yeah, so franchising is a different animal. So numbers are really specific numbers are hard to come by. Now, if you're asking me why, I mean, you look at 
just the space in general. And there are many, many different franchises that are based around kind of education enrichment. And, you know, you got to pick the right one. There are plenty that, that have historically not been super successful. There are some that are really hyper-focused, which can be a great thing. But as we talked about, if, if you're, you're just doing coding, it's a pretty niche market. And so, you know, looking at our, our fairly low cost to get in, when you look comparatively at, at other types of franchises and the opportunity with that bigger territory, and we'll tell you exactly how many kids there are in your territory between five and, and 18 years old. And, and yeah, I, I, it's, it's an exciting industry. It's growing by leaps and bounds. And a lot of what we have, what we're doing here in Dallas is beginning that to really utilize that esports component. And that is, is growing in popularity by the minute. Well, it's interesting because I have some experience in an interest. I always have been fascinated in learning all industries and I have dabbled in the, the conversation of franchise. I feel like maybe about like the last 15 years I've watched them and I can remember looking at some and trying to even get pricing. And it was a very, very complicated process. Why, why would I want to franchise with you? Yeah. I, you know, we have different folks that are going to be great franchisees and, but I, I do think the majority of our franchisees are going to be that owner operator, folks who love kids, folks who really love tech. And there are so many geeks out there like me who really just eat all of this stuff up. And, you know, you add in the, the folks who love kids and, and love video games. And it's just, yeah, it, it broadens the market. And, and I think it's really important to have people that not only want to be their own boss and want to be the captain of their destiny, but that understand the whole reason you do franchising is for help. Techie Factor, whoever, they have a system. We have a system in place, whether it be training or marketing or curriculum. We have a system in place that's proven to work. And if you follow that system, you want to be your own boss and, and you love kids, you're going to do a great job. There will certainly be folks that don't want to be owner operators. And we make that pretty darn turnkey too. You're going to need, obviously, need to hire a manager that you trust. It's going to be good. And that will, you know, dip into your profit some because you're going to be paying them a lot more than an owner operator will pay someone to, to open and shut the door if need be. But, but yeah, we have several different folks, but if you don't like kids, if you, if you don't like tech, probably not the right franchise for you. So you seem like you would be a hands-on franchise or is that what you are franchise or yes okay yeah i was i was a very hands-on franchisee and now i'm a very hands-on franchisor we it it yes and and i think bigger companies may say this and and it'd be a little less sincere but we're not successful unless our our franchise partners are and right. so we're going to be there you want you need to get me on the phone we can make that happen it may, it may be a, a little while until I get back to you, but we're, we're going to make that happen. 
especially in the beginning, we are we are counting on being at your location for days over the next six months before you get open. We're going to be with you every step of the way because that's, yeah, that we we not only want you to be successful, we want to have you to have happy customers because that's the only way we're successful. That's the only way that we make our money. That's the only way that we sell more of these. And so, yeah, no, very hands-on and we're all going to have a lot of fun doing it. And, and it's tough. Make no mistake. We can have every single thing in order and ready to go. And then it's still a lot of hard work, but, but we're going to be with you every step of the way. How many franchises can you support by design? Well, it, it, to some extent, it changes as school districts grow in maybe not only population, but, but some school districts kind of there's ebb and flow as far as how successful they are and how many people are moving out further afield to, to further suburbs. But we look and there's a, somewhere between kind of 700 and 850 in any franchising model. Getting in early is really important because what any franchisee knows is you're not, you're not only as good as your territory, but you're going to be more successful if you have the best territories. And there's a somewhere between 100, um, 120 of those really perfect territories that have enough kids and enough affluence and, and enough real sense of this is the kind of thing that your kids do after school and, and during the summer. And, and so, yeah, so for us, they're somewhere between seven, 850 is, is kind of our max number, but that'll continue to grow. How do I know if I live in a good territory? We'll tell you when you reach out, we will send you the demographic information as far as how much the homes are worth in your territory, the the level of income per household in your territory, the number of kids, the number of schools and, and kind of everything in between. And we'll send you what that map looks like. You can find it pretty easily online, what your school district map looks like. But we've had several people who have reached out and said, oh, well, I initially wanted to, to be in the territory that I live in. But there's this one, you know, three miles away, five miles away, that's even better. So I think I'm interested in that. I'd like to find out about that one. But we'll send you all that information and and we'll be very upfront because, again, your success is ours. And so if it's between a really good territory and one that's good, but not quite as good, we're going to do whatever works best for you. But we'd love for you to be in that that really great territory. And then I guess I have to ask, do you guys help secure funding and financing? So that there's a fair amount of legal rigmarole involved with that, but we have a third party company that we work with and, and they help. That's all they do is help potential franchisees figure out how to utilize their retirement accounts, how to utilize their home, their capital, whatever they have. They have, you know, and maybe an SBA loan is the best route, but they have all of that information and they do a, a wonderful job at helping folks be able to make this doable. What about PPP or grants? Well, PPP is tough because you, you have, you have to use 60% of that for payroll, unless you want to pay it back. And if you don't own 
currently own your own business, you can't show that you've had payroll. And so you won't be able to qualify. The SBA has great loans. SBA loans are really attractive to a lot of folks. They have long terms and and low rates. And those are really attractive to a lot of folks looking at franchising. Well, this has been really interesting. I guess I have one final question. I guess it's not a final question, but it's I'm thinking about COVID. And I'm seeing how this can be helpful during COVID to have these franchises. Can you talk a little bit about what it's been like having your techie factory opening and open during COVID? Great question. Our franchisees one of the real benefits of what we're doing and one of the, the things that we've learned during COVID, which is nice, is that once they've signed up, once they've chosen their territory and, and all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, they can start teaching. They can go out to to different schools and, and kids in their territory and start virtual labs within a month of, of getting everything done. So as a general rule, franchisees, We'll have to wait until their build-out's complete to start making money, but but ours will be able to go out and do that. They can go be a vendor at at schools in their territory. They can start having their esports teams meet. They'll obviously need to find somewhere, and a lot of that can be virtual too. But our franchisees will will have the opportunity to, to start making some money even before they're open, which is really nice and people have been really excited about. Yeah, that's outstanding. So how big is the geographic area? Is it usually a zip code or is it a school district? How do you decide that uh, geography? Yeah, it's it's always a school district. And and so just depending, you know, some school districts are really nice and straight lines and or all three or four zip codes. The majority aren't. The majority are, are a little gerrymandered here or there. But but yeah, it's just whatever that school district border is. And, you know, again, there are some examples here in Dallas. There's a school district, Plano School District, and, and it's huge. It's geographically pretty big. And the number of kids, it's very dense. And so there's a huge number of kids. And so we did have to split that one up. But for the most part, it's just it's the school district borders. And, and you're going to be able to go you know exactly uh, which customers are are yours and can go to those schools and say, hey, I'm here to help. What can I do? So it sounds like for sure you want to be within your geographic living area. So if I'm in Chicago, I would just go in my surrounding area and you would help me choose which geographic area. But it's not like being in Chicago, I could buy something, say, in New York. We would need to understand how it made sense. No. I mean, generally, no. That being said, if you had your sister lives in New York, your brother lives in New York, whoever lives in New York, yeah, maybe you can make it work. I mean, maybe you're an investor and they're really running the place. But as a general rule, yeah, we want you to be in the community or certainly near it and understand because that's, you know, a lot of it too is understanding some some techie factories are going to rely on coding. They're going to do predominantly coding. Others will do a lot more YouTube. Others will do a lot more esports. And so it just depends on your territory. And for you to have kind of that knowledge and and be able to reach out to people that will know if you don't is, is really helpful. 
Yeah, I was really interested to learn that what franchise orders learned is that they want owners in their franchises. Owner operators are, are really great because they, they, yeah, they're in there. It's, it's, it's do or die for them. And, and those folks are the ones that, that are generally more successful. I've seen larger operators, franchisees come in and, and buy multiple territories in the system. But generally, those are started by owner operators and they've got them up and running and, and successful. And, and then someone can come in and they're a lot easier to manage. But in the beginning, yeah, I mean, those folks are going to do, do really well. People just yeah. like me. In fact, I, I talked to a guy today who is a, a teacher in Dallas ISD and looking to, to make a change and, and do his own thing. And exactly like I was 10 years ago. And those people are going to be really successful. But again, if, if you're an investor and you know you have a perfect manager in mind, you're going to be successful too. Right. I, I've been fortunate to be across the way from McDonald's here where they do their training. And I know a family that owns about five McDonald's mm-hmm. around here. And then the brother owns around 11 of them. But they're all within this small area. And these owners are at their restaurants, you know, and McDonald's is a pretty good example of a, of a well-run franchise owner operated, you know, you start local and you just build out a little, I was curious because with esports, it's so virtual. And then there, you know, there, there is a lot there, but you're, you're a tried and true franchise or, and you know, the owners need to be close. So it is possible if I was interested that I, I'm just using myself as an example. Mm-hmm. I bought one in Chicago in a school district. I could have eight in the surrounding areas being that I'm owner operated. If I had eight rockstar managers. Yes. And our most successful people will be those, those folks that own three around Chicago or Denver, or Dallas, or wherever, that can be there in person, but then also have a couple good managers. They're going to be the ones that that really kill it. And we don't want it to be salesman-y or fake. We want you to be at the football games. We want you in your Techie Factory shirt at the, you know, at the musical performances. We we want you to be out there involved, and, and that's how that didn't cost you anything. You know, that that didn't involve cute pictures on social media, although you'll have plenty of those because techie factories make cute pictures, but but yeah, we want you out in the community and and involved. And that's, that, that will certainly help you be even more successful. Wow. Well, this is the, this is the way to go. If you'd like to spend time with your family, own your own business, any sports, contact you regarding purchasing one to maybe three within your school district. And what a unique opportunity that you're offering to our community and our space. Well, I, I am excited to be here. I'm all of this was created from the perspective of a franchisee and uh, my franchise attorney on several occasions has told me, yeah, no, you you don't want to do that. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, we're very franchisee centric and, and we're going to have 
the happiest folks in the business and and esports is going to play a big part in that. That's very interesting. Tell me a little bit more about the process, like day one. Yeah, so you sign your FDD and you pay the the what's called the franchise fee, and then that territory is yours, and you're going to go out. You're going to find your contractor. We have an in-house company that's going to, based on the site you've selected, go ahead and do your blueprints and everything, and we'll you don't have to worry about that at all. You'll find your contractor and you'll start your build out. We are going to about two weeks after you sign, we're going to start making calls to local private schools on your behalf and try and get some opportunities for you to be a vendor at those and some public schools as well. You're going to do the same and try and get some some kids signed up virtually. And then you'll start training. We'll have you in here to Dallas to, to start your training. And then some of it will be at your location. There'll be about a day of training at your location before you open as well. And it's usually about a six-month process. Well, it's usually about a five-month process. And we give you six, although that's all debatable. That's one of the good things about COVID. One of the few is that folks are getting really great bargains on, on good retail space and getting really friendly terms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, you'll be able to take advantage of that. And then the process, once you're, you know, once you're about two months out, we're going to really start a marketing push that we're going to ramp up even more when you're a month out. And then you're open for business and, and off and running. We'll have somebody there from our corporate office for three or four days, depending on the situation, before you open and then a day or two after. Because people will sign up because what you're offering is really cool. But it's really important to make sure that first impression is a great one. And we're going to be there to help you do that. Because what we found is those customers are going to come back for the next five, six, seven years because they just keep coming. And you continue to have varied options and and they love it. Okay. So we signed the FDD day one. Yeah. And then you're off and running. We are going to, within a few days, start calling local public and private schools on your behalf to try and get you some the opportunity to be a vendor at some of them. We're going to schedule your training, which will be within a month uh, of you signing and you're going to come to Dallas and, and we're going to teach you everything. And then, you know, you have already found your contractor. We're going to use the floor plan of or the the layout rather of your space and we're going to create your blueprint for you. And, and brand integrity is really important. From our perspective, and we want all the techie factories to whether you walk into one in Sheboygan or you know Tyler, Texas, we want them to look and feel the same. And so we're going to give you those blueprints, and then you're going to start working on getting kids signed up for virtual options. We will come the week before you open. We'll have somebody from corporate come down and and help you and make sure you're you're heading the right direction and and everything's ready. And then we'll be there a couple of days after. What we found is that people are going to sign up because w- what you're offering is really, really cool. And parents and kids alike will be very excited. But keeping them is really important. And we've done a great job of that here in Dallas. And it's really, it's fairly easy to do, but you have to make sure that 
you have a good first impression and that you're doing a great job from day one. Right on. So tell me a little bit about this, why people would want to work with you, Freddie. Yeah, I, I mentioned it earlier, but I love kids. <laughs> I've always, yes, I've always loved kids. And w- when I was in school, I was going to be a teacher. And then at some point, right when I, right before I graduated, my mom said, you sure you want to be a teacher? I've been a teacher for 30 years and you want to go out and try and make a little more money. And so I had it in my head that I didn't want to be a teacher. And I made it all of three years out in the real world, trying sales and in sports and marketing and sports, and then realized, no, I, I do want to be a teacher. So I spent the next 13 years in Dallas ISD, loved it. But then I was looking for a change. And so what did I get into? Franchising, a kid's business. And we own multiple successful centers here in Dallas. And so literally the entirety of my adult life, teaching summer camps while I was in college, it's all been about kids. And I am an entrepreneur, have been since I was little. I was the kids going door to door to rake leaves and to mow and, and everything else. And so... It's in my blood, kids and, and entrepreneurship. And so I can't wait to meet these people. I can't wait to work with our franchisees. I can't wait to not only impart the wisdom that I've learned from doing this, but but learn from them. And and I'm going to hopefully help them be more successful, but I, I know that they're going to help us too. And, and we want to be there hand in hand. And yeah, it's, it's a partnership. And, and I'm really looking forward to that aspect of it. Yeah, I I mean, I've but people have said, you know, Mag, you're a salesperson. And I'm like, well, you could call me that. But really, I like just people. I like just helping people. I like working with people. And when research came out that people buy things from people they like, I was like, okay, so, you know, maybe I have just likability, <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's that, like, that connotation with sales that you know, what do you want? Or, you know, but when you're, when you're genuinely excited about a product, like you are, and then genuinely helping people to do more of what they love and being with their family at the same time, what an opportunity, you know, it's like a divine calling or purpose. And I, I just really think that you're onto something really cool. And it, it's just fascinating for me to hear about it. For people that want to buy a franchise, they can check out the website. The prices are there. And yep. um, what an opportunity they have to make a trip to Texas and get some training and then have you come out and have a good time with you too. I also remember reading that you were a cheerleader. That is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed cheerleading. I, I, I enjoyed college sports more, football in particular. And so I ended up going to several schools and being a cheerleader so I could be down on the field and, and watch football and got the opportunity to go to Alaska and, and Hawaii and, and various football stadiums and basketball arenas around the country. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And for folks who know me, it, it makes all the sense in the world that I was a cheerleader. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. 
That's really cool. That's really cool. Well, you know, anything we can do to cheer you on with this mission, it's our honor. And, you know, I, I am really excited to the success that you bring to the space. I appreciate it. And, and know that many of you watching this that are already in the Esports Trade Association, I'll be hitting you up for money for the, for the nonprofit aspect of Techie Factory. So we're going to help even more kids who, who generally wouldn't be able to afford it. So I, I, I will let you help, Megan. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. We're honored to do so. And we're looking forward to your business pitch at Esports Next 2021. Thank you, Freddie. You're welcome. Thank you. I had, a, I had certainly enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, I enjoyed you as well. <laughs>